What's up, guys, and welcome to the Bernard Pollard Show. I am your host, Bernard Pollard, and I thank you for tuning in with me today. Now, before we talk about week five recap, I got to get something off my chest. Now, I tweeted about this, and a lot of people didn't like it. A lot of people liked it, but, you know, I really could care less. Like I told you, I'm fair with this. So a lot of fans called me. I was like, you talk about Lamar Jackson, but you don't say nothing about Baker Mayfield. Let me let you know something. I'm fair. I'm going to talk about uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is a jerk. Baker Mayfield is a talented jerk. He's the guy that doesn't understand to shut your mouth. Stop talking. This league is going to keep tabs on everything you're saying. Guys, you have grown men listening to you. Grown men that can play just as good as you. This is no longer college football. So you're not playing Kansas anymore. You're playing a football team in the National Football League. So these guys are just as good as you are if not better. So when you talk the mess that you're talking and you're not backing it up with your play, something's wrong. A lot of people take offense to that. A lot of people want to hear him shut up. They they don't want to see him shut up. They want to just see him play football. His mouth is writing checks that his tail can't cash. You got two really good receivers, Baker Mayfield. You, You got your starting tight end killed, so you're on your backup tight end. You got a good running back. This is a good football team. The Cleveland Browns are a good football team. And I've said this on the show before at the beginning of the season. The Cleveland Browns fans should be excited for what they have. But they need to tell their quarterback to shut up. Everybody back that. Oh, he's let him talk. He's backing it up. Let him be the leader. Let him be the outspoken leader. That's what a lot of people were saying. A lot of people came at me when I, when I, when I talked about him being quiet. But this is the problem you have. When you talk as much as he's talking and you're not backing it up on the football field between the white lines, it's an issue. It's a problem. You're getting guys killed. You're holding on to the football. You're throwing interceptions. You're going 8 for 22 for 100 yards. Two interceptions. That's a poor performance. You're fumbling the football. You're put- I understand. Your receivers have dropped balls. I get that. A lot of self-inflicted. This is an undisciplined football team. That's why I said they're young. That's what you get when you have young players. That's what you get when you have just when you're not gelling on offense, things of that nature. You get self-inflicting wounds. And the Cleveland Browns are dealing with a lot of self-inflicting wounds, more penalties than I've seen. This is crazy. But I'm also seeing, as I've said before, a lot of people don't understand when I say the term jacking the football off. Baker Mayfield sits back there and jacks that ball off and then finally throws it late. He throws interceptions because of that. He gets guys killed because of that. Just throw the ball. Get the ball out of your hand. Shut up throughout the week. Go play on Sunday and see what that does for you. See what that do for you. You're going to figure out, okay, if I just shut up and let my arm do the talking, let your arm talent do the talking. Stop, 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 stop running your mouth. Now, I digress temporarily because I got something at the end of the show to talk about. But as we go into week five recap, I'm excited about this football team, the New Orleans Saints, man. I like what they're doing. Drew Brees is gone. Coach Payton has got Teddy Bridgewater in in a flow. He's got him rolling. This team looks good. I thought that loss to the Rams was something that they were like, yo, we can't deal with this. We understand our our leader is out for right now. We got to hold it down until he gets back. Teddy Bridgewater stepped up, and he's doing big things. I like they just beat the the, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers is a good football team, but at the same time, they're young, they're inexperienced, and they're inconsistent. Probably one of the most inconsistent quarterbacks 
and Jameis Winston. But te- let's talk. Let's stay on the Saints real quick. Teddy Bridgewater, twenty six for thirty four, three hundred fourteen yards, four touchdowns and an interception. That's that's good. We everybody talked about how he was checked down king when he came into the Rams game. How he didn't really do anything against the the Cowboys. This boy won the game against the Cowboys. The team won against game against the Cowboys, and then he come in. He performed well again against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I'm I don't know. I, a lot of people. I, I responded to people when they asked me, was Michael Thomas really worth $100 million? Uh, I mean, he's a good player. I mean, but that's the market. So I can't, I want every player to make as much money as they can. Michael Thomas came out 11 catches, 182 yards, two touchdowns. The boy dog the defense. He fed the beast. Teddy Bridgewater fed the beast. And that was that's what he should have uh, done. Right there. He balled. 11 catches, 182. Kamar running and receiving out of the backfield. This kid is as good as it gets. I like what Kamar's doing. I like what Coach Payton is doing. This defense is really freaking good. They ain't perfect. They're good. And I like that. And they're holding it down until Drew Brees come back. Now I got to talk about the Buccaneers. For all you Buccaneers fans, it's not that I don't like the Buccaneers. It's that I don't know what y'all quarterback is. Like he's just, he is, uh, as I've said about Marcus Mariota, Jameis Winston is consistently inconsistent. He can look like a freaking all-pro one series, two series, and then come back and look like a Pop Warner quarterback, and you look like, what the crap were you doing, bro? I mean, he's a 15 for 27, 204, two touchdowns. He didn't turn the ball over as far as interception-wise, but, I mean, yo, he come in, beat the Rams, and he come in and, and lose like this. I, I, I get it. Chris Godwin did some seven catches, of one twenty-five, two touchdowns. This kid is really—he is taking over this offense. I, 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 you know, I like him and 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 and, and uh, what is it? Mike Evans. Mike Evans held to no catches. Held to none. Had three targets. Held to no catches. Godwin stepped in. This is a good team, but like I said, they're inconsistent, and they're trying to. I understand. Got a new office coordinator. Got a new head coach. Trying to get a lot of things going. Buccaneers fans, young. This team is going to be good in the next couple years. I like what they're doing. I like what Arians is doing. At the same time, it's not there yet. Got to get Jameis Winston consistent. As we move forward, the Atlanta Falcons and the Houston Texans. Now, a lot of people are mad at me again because I picked the Texans to win the AFC South. I said the Texans was going. They were going to have a special year. People were upset at me. But they're having a special year. I get it. They're three and two. They they dropped the game to the Saints that they probably should have won if uh, the guy would have moved up and not just gave him yardage. But nevertheless, the Texans, man, this kid Deshaun Watson is special, man. I like what I'm seeing from him. He's playing really good. He's running for his life, evading rushers, getting the ball down the football field to his playmakers. This is good. Deshaun Watson, 28 for 33, 4-26, five touchdowns and zero interceptions. What? You got what? 426, five touchdowns, zero interceptions. And I, I get it. This Falcons team, for all you Falcons fans, I, I mean, I'm not going, I ain't going to waste a lot of time on the Falcons because these jokers have pissed me off. I don't even feel like wasting words on them. This team is underachieving big time. Now, I get it. 53 to 32. You score 32 points, you should be able to win a football game. I get it. But at the same time, I'm looking at Matt Ryan, man, consistently turning the ball over. Consistently. He's consistently. Uh, interception almost every week. And he's had multiple interceptions in some of those games. 
But we got to stay on the Texans because they balling. This is a special year for the uh, Houston Texans. I said that it's going to be the Texans and the, and the, and the uh, Patriots in the uh, AFC Conference Championship. I still believe that. But Carlos Hyde, 21 carries, 60 yards. Duke Johnson, nine, uh, nine carries, 59 yards. These boys getting after it. I like the addition of, uh, uh, of making a trade to bring in Duke Johnson. I thought that was good. I like the addition of Carlos Hyde. I said this was going to be a special year. Will Fuller. Now, I was I was dying because one of my old teammates, Nate, Nate Washington, was upset. And I, I don't understand fantasy football. I don't. I don't get it. I don't play it. But I guess he had him sitting on the bench. And Will Fuller broke out with 14 receptions, 217, and three touchdowns. Awesome. DeAndre Hopkins, top three receiver in the National Football League, seven receptions, 88 yards. This defense is playing freaking football. I like what they're doing. Gibson, took, hey, he took one back to the crib. I don't care if it's, I don't care if it's in trash time or whatever. He took it back to the crib. Seventy nine. These boys balling. JJ Watt starting to feel himself. He's starting to kind of get get involved now. He going. But for 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 you Falcons fans, man, I'm sorry. This team is this team looks awful. And this defense is piss poor. Awful. I understand there's some injuries there, but guys, go play football. You got to stop. Got to stop giving up the bull crap. So we got to move on to Kansas City and Indianapolis. Now, I got to apologize to all you Colts fans. I know I'm from Indiana. I'm not a Colts fan. I grew up a Chicago Bears fan. I'm just a fan of the game now because I, I enjoy the game. I played this game for teams. I don't root for a team now. I just like watching football, and I call it out for what it is. But I apologize. I thought the Colts were going to get beat. I did. I thought that they were going to, if they couldn't play the cover two, I thought they were going to struggle in other coverages, whether it was man-to-man or quarters or playing some six or nine, whatever it may have been. I thought they would struggle because that's not what they're used to. And they got two of their safety, or two of their safeties were out. So I, I thought this team were going to struggle. But they did everything they needed to do to win this game. Now, what I like what the coach did, I, I, the thing I like what the coach did, they limited this team that is big play. This is a big play football team in the Kansas City Chiefs offense. They want big plays. They limited them in big plays. They gave up uh, the, the, the uh, intermediate routes. They did. They gave up intermediate routes. Patrick Mahomes is going. He's his arm talent is that special where he's going to find guys. Guys are Andy Reid is is a great coach where he's going to be able to game plan and get guys open because there were windows all game, but they challenged the receivers. They challenged this quarterback. They challenged the offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs and they beat they tail. The, the Indianapolis Colts man now offensively. I wasn't blown away at, at, at Jacoby Brissett, and I'm, as I've said before, Garoppolo is making me kind of change that a little bit. But as I've said, I don't trust quarterbacks from New England that's not in New England. But Jacoby Brissett was 18 for 29, 151 in the interception. Didn't throw a touchdown, but he didn't really do a lot to lose the football game. He threw an interception down in the red zone, so they had to work their way down the football field. But at the same time, like I said, he didn't do a lot to lose the game. Marlon Mack is a guy that I've talked about since the beginning of the season. This kid is running like he, this boy, he, this boy is running. Uh, Marlon Mack is running his tail off. I like what he's doing. 29 carries, 132, and he's not even a big guy. And this boy is running the football. I like that the, the offensive line, the, the, the head coach, they said, we're going to run and ground and pound this football team. And that's exactly what they did. They wore them down. The backup running backs came in and, and they did an exceptional job. Wilkins came in and just, you know, did what he was supposed to do. Average four yards carry, 28 carries, but or 28 uh, yards. He did a good job, though. Did a really good job. This team, they did what they needed to do to win this football game. Limit the Chiefs offense 
and do what you need to do um, as far as offensively to win a football game. And they did that, 19-13. to 13. When we look at the Chiefs, man, Mahomes is Mahomes. 321, a, touch, a touchdown, one touchdown. And we saw that touchdown. He was rolling to the right, threw it back to his left. We all saw five coach defenders in the end zone. They lost their zone. Guys, when you're in, when you're in there and the, you can't go anywhere else because you're in the back of the end zone, look around real quick. Glance. See where somebody is in your zone so you can go get them. So you can shut those windows off. But, like I said, Mahomes is Mahomes. He's going to do what he what he does. But they, one thing they did, they shut the running game down. They challenged these guys. They had one receiver, 103 yards, and in, uh, in, in, in Byron. But everybody else, they kept them. This man has been averaging three to four touchdowns a game. Like I said, an explosive offense, and they limited them. They didn't shut them down. They limited them, and that's the problem when you, shut to, when you do this to this football uh, team. So congratulations to the Indianapolis Colts. As we move on to Green Bay Packers and the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I've got a lot of family members that are uh, Dallas Cowboys fans. My brother-in-law, my nephew, um, man, other folks, like, they Dallas Cowboys fans. Uh, now I I grew up watching NF you know inside the NFL I I watched Trey Aikman I love Trey Aikman love Michael Irvin love Emmitt Smith love that I'm just not a Cowboys fan I, I, like I told you I'm not a fan of anybody but I don't dislike them but at the same time I don't mind them losing either so w- when we look at this team I've said before and I keep saying I said before this Green Bay Packers ball club is a really good team they're a good team Aaron Rodgers top five quarterback in the National Football League top three. In my opinion, um, 22 for 34, 230 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, but he did enough to get his team down the football field to score. Now, they, 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 they looked to the running game, and what they didn't do last week or week before last, they tried to pass the ball. They looked to the running game, gave the ball to Aaron Jones, 19 uh, carries for 107, four touchdowns. Finally, you ain't throwing slants down there where they're getting tipped and picked off. You're running the ball. This is what this team is. Don't don't rely. Don't rely solely on the pass. Let your running back get involved. And Aaron Jones did a heck of a job, man. So I'm excited about the football team. They were missing, obviously, their big target. Um, but they came back. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers found Aaron Jones. Seven receptions, 75 yards. Jimmy Graham, um, three receptions, 41 yards. And this defense showed up. They played man-to-man. They challenged the Dallas Cowboys receivers. They gave up yards. But at the same time, they challenged them. They came up with three picks. And they put, they put the Dallas Cowboys in a predicament. They did. They challenged them. Even though they gave up yardage, they still challenged them, and they got turnovers when they needed to. So as we look at this Cowboys, what the Cowboys' production was, Dak Prescott, I think he's worth $30 million. I do. I mean, he's playing better. The problem is you already gave your running back 90. You gave your tackle money. You gave your linebacker money. Can you pay him and can you pay Amari Cooper? Because Dak Prescott threw for 463. He threw two uh, touchdowns, but he also threw three interceptions. That's going to come with as much as we throw. You threw 44 times, you're going to throw interceptions. You you had to come back from a, 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 a large margin, you're going to throw interceptions. But Ezekiel Elliott, 12 carries, 62 yards, that's $90 million. So when you're down as much as you are, that $90 million you got invested in that running back, you, you can't run the ball like that. And like I said, still 12, 12 carries, 62 yards, he averaged five, uh, five yards carry, but he had to come out of, not out of the game, but you take the running game out because you got to pass it so much. Amari Cooper, like I said, they're in a predicament. Are you going to pay the quarterback or are you going to pay the receiver? Amari Cooper, 11 catches, 226, and a touchdown. Dude, they got a problem in Dallas on who to pay, which one to pay. I don't know if they can pay both guys. I don't know if somebody's going to take a team-friendly discount. I don't know, a team-friendly deal. 
Michael Gallup, seven receptions, 113 yards, and a touchdown. This kid is coming along. But I, I think one of the biggest things as we look at this Dallas Cowboys football team, the Dallas Cowboys really haven't been challenged the last couple weeks. They haven't. I mean, the Redskins, the Giants, they're, they're not really good. I mean, it is what it is. Like, uh, you can say what you want to say. They're not really good. They're, they've been challenged the last two weeks with the New Orleans Saints and now with the uh, Green Bay Packers. They were challenged. A man in your face, playing man-to-man coverage. They gave up some yards. The, uh, the opposing team gave up yards. Green Bay did. But at the same time, they challenged them all game long. And Green Bay came with the victory, came up with the victory 34-24. to 24. So we're going to move forward to a, to a football team that – a lot of people trying to figure out are they contenders or pretenders. I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills are contenders. I don't see no pretending in this game I watched versus the uh, Tennessee Titans. Now, we all understand the Tennessee Titans offensive line suck. The Tennessee uh, Titans quarterback is very, very average. He's very average. Very, this team is very safe, conservative in how they call plays, things of that nature, and the Buffalo Bills exploited it. They did. They locked the receivers up outside. And they attacked the quarterback, attacked the offensive line inside. So when we look at this Buffalo Bills offense, man, Josh Allen, he surprised me. I, I mean, th- he still did some Josh Allen stuff with, by throwing an interception. But other than that, I mean, 23 for 32, 219 yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. The interception he threw the whole time I'm yelling screen, no, 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 no. He threw it. You cannot throw it in Kevin Byers' area. If you throw in his area, nine times ten, he's going to come up with an interception. Frank Gore is still going. He, 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 this, this old man is balling. 14 carries, 60 yards. This man is going. I like it. Josh Brown, five receptions, 75 yards. But the, the, the MVPs, the, the players of the game, this defense. Defense side of the ball shut the Tennessee Titans out. Now, I will say there were questionable calls. And we could talk about offici- uh, officiating for the next year. It's been that bad. And, and, a lot of the games that we've watched since the beginning of the season, it's been bad. So we understand there were some calls against the Bills and against the Tennessee Titans that probably should have been called. But this defense held the Tennessee Titans to seven points. They scored 14, they scored seven more, and got the game. They won the game. So my hat's off to this Buffalo Bills football team. Josh Allen has got to – Josh Allen, your defense is that good. All you got to do is don't mess it up. That's all you got to do. Literally, don't mess it up. If you are rolling to your right or to your left, do not throw it back across your body to the middle of the football field. Don't force balls. I know you threw 70 yards on your knee or 80 yards or 100 yards on your knee. Bro, you don't need to do that. All you got to do is get the ball to the open guy, go through your progressions, and just don't mess it up. So, moving forward to the Minnesota Vikings and the New York Giants. Now, I've said this, and I once again, I keep saying I said this. I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid on Daniel Jones. Not yet. Same thing I said about Lamar Jackson. I ain't drink, I'm, I'm definitely not drinking on Lamar Jackson. I'm not drinking it yet on Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is going to be good. When they can get more pieces around this kid, he's going to be really good. This team is, they've played a couple bad teams the last couple weeks. They, they played some bad teams the last couple weeks. But Daniel Jones is going to be all right. But when we look at this, when we look at this Minnesota Vikings team, uh, Kirk Cousins was in some fire. He was in some hot water with his with his receiver. And he showed up and he balled out. My, hey, 22 for 27, 306, two touchdowns. He got Thielen the ball freaking seven times, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. Thielen called him out. We got to be okay with, with, with uh, teammates calling each other out. 
We got to be okay with that. He wasn't disrespectful to 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 uh, Kirk Cousin, but he let him know, like, yo, you got receivers open down the football field. Get us the ball. Thielen showed up. Dalvin Cook is the best running back right now in the National Football uh, League. 21 receptions, 132 yards. This kid is straight up balling. He's flat out balling. I, I like this. Uh, Dalvin Cook, six receptions, 86 yards. Stephon Diggs, three receptions, 44 yards. And I want to touch on this on, on this Diggs real quick. Now, I don't know all everything that has happened, but I'm, I'm seeing more and more players get frustrated with a football team and go, well, trade me. Look, y'all. I was on ESPN on Sunday or uh, two Sundays ago. I was on the last couple of Sundays, but two Sundays ago we talked about players asking for trades. I'm all for players asking for trades. I'm all for players having leverage. I am all for it. But just because a football team didn't bow down to a request of yours and you want to ask for a trade, that's bull crap. It's bull crap. You want to now? I ain't never missed a meeting in all my years of playing football. Have never missed a meeting. But you want to miss meetings, multiple meetings at that, be late to meetings, but you you show cash that check on Tuesday. You show letting that direct deposit go through on Friday. You ain't complaining. Yo, man up and play football. If the team not doing you wrong, everybody's not going to be a yes man to you. This is a business, and they're going to run it like that. So get it, understand it, and go play ball. If they're doing you wrong, request your trade. If it's, if it's all bad, request your trade. But other than that, if you just didn't get something, something that they, you asked them for and you're upset at that, you want to miss meetings because they didn't bow down to what you asked them to do, bull crap. I call it bull crap. Go man up and play ball. Because, you, you, like I said, you're not telling them, all right, take this check. I don't want it. You're not telling that direct deposit, don't go through. You're letting it go through. So man up and go play football. Once again, I digress temporarily. Daniel Jones, man. For the New York Giants, like I said, this kid's going to be good. 182 yards, an interception, and a touchdown. He's going to be good. Don't have a running game. They're missing Barkley. Um, so they're struggling there. Receivers are young, inconsistent. At the same time, they're doing what they can. They're doing what they can. I love this kid, Evan Ingram. I I've said it from the beginning. I love this kid, Evan Ingram. The Giants are going to be okay. Now, I think if Eli Manning was still at the, at the quarterback position, he could be doing this. I really do. That, that's just my opinion. Now, some of the runs that Daniel Jones is doing, I, I probably I, I got to agree with you. Eli Manning ain't doing that. But a straight arm talent, getting his guys, getting his receivers, tight ends to football, Eli Manning is doing this. Make, was it too soon? Hey, this is they had to make this, this choice as far as they had to pull the trigger to, to, to make this happen. So they're moving on with Daniel Jones. Once again, I'm not drinking a Kool-Aid. I think this is going to be a rough season for the New York Giants. But whatever. I like the way that the, the Minnesota Vikings responded. Now, as we wrap up this week five, I, I, I do want to hit uh, I, I want to hit something real quick. Now, I talked about Lamar Jackson I, and, and purposely I did not put the Ravens on here. I didn't put them on there uh, this week now. But when I when I look at them, good victory in, in Pittsburgh. That's a that's a rivalry like no other. I love that rivalry. But when everybody's upset that I, I won't. They upset that I took Baker Mayfield over Lamar Jackson. Now that's my opinion, but you're upset at my opinion. But nevertheless, Baker Mayfield is a better overall quarterback than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is a better athlete than Baker Mayfield. So when I talk about Lamar Jackson, once again, Lamar Jackson threw interceptions, and he he should have more interceptions than he has right now. 
But I'm looking at this kid. I'm looking at the way this team is being run. It's not going through the quarterback's arm. It's just not good. I don't dislike Lamar. I don't know Lamar. But let me let you know something. When I look at the film, when I'm watching him play the quarterback position, it's not pretty. Fans, if you're if you're okay with two or three balls out of 15, two or three good balls out of 15 throws, if you're okay with 108 yards consistently going into the third quarter, middle of the third quarter for the last three weeks, as I've said before, as the Ravens continue to play more or better talent, as they continue to play better talent, his stats are going to get worse. And that's exactly what they're doing. Look at the last three games. They've gotten worse. I'm just saying. But once again, guys, if I piss you off, it's okay. I'm going to talk real, and I'm going to keep it fair. Baker Mayfield is a jerk. But I'm gonna take if I could take the quarterback over the jerk, I'm taking the quarterback Baker Mayfield over the quarterback Lamar Jackson. That's just my opinion. So, appreciate you tuning in with me today. Guys, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, and our podcast on SoundCloud and iTunes, The Bernard Pollard Show. Thank you for tuning in. Peace.